eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease and a whole lot of love, you transform 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. I'm Jenny. And I'm Kevin. And this is Hyphenated, the podcast about living in the hyphen. Yeah. (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving! I'm technically, it's Thanksgiving for me now because it's past midnight for me, but not yet for for Jenny. Well, it's later for you. You're in New York. But you know what? I am staring at my Christmas tree right now. I uh, got a head start. I'm also staring at Christmas tree. It's my friend's Christmas tree, but she didn't get a head start. She's had this Christmas tree up all year. Smart. She just leaves it up. I don't know if it's on purpose or if she just never got around to it. But yeah, I was like, you should decorate it different things. It should be like a Halloween tree or like, uh, you know, <laughs> Valentine's Day tree or like Arbor Day tree, which is actually the perfect symbol for Arbor Day would just be a tree. Just a tree. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> It's just a lot of work, and I'm I'm a very festive motherfucker, and so um, that's what I've been doing for the past two days, as well as, uh, you know, preparing for, it's like a Thanksgiving meets Friendsgiving, because a lot of LA transplants are all just getting together and uh, doing a big old potluck, and um, <laughs> I'm if I'm being honest with you, Kevin, I am still so tired from our song giving video i feel like i still haven't recovered <laughs> yeah for me thanksgiving is when we do our video and we release yeah. it yeah whether or not i go to somebody's house whether or not not i have dinner that that that's not thanksgiving for me it's our song giving video that we do every year i know it's pretty cool it's become such a tradition and what is this the sixth one we've done or the seventh this is the sixth one yeah. Yeah, this is that's insane. Um twenty eighteen. Um <gasps> yeah, it's it's it started out as just a it was a video the first year we were kind of doing these videos that were kind of interconnected stories, and we wanted to have something where at the end of the year the family got together, or like a couple of the characters got together and we're like, Yeah, let's have like Thanksgiving, whatever. Uh, there's a bunch of weird stuff about Latinos and Cubans and Thanksgiving. Let's do that. And and I think we just kept adding. We're like, yeah, well, we'll have this character show up and this character show up. And then, you know, and then it became that. It became kind of like this kind of like a big video that we did that year. And uh, and then it, and then every year after that, it just became kind of a tradition of I always say it's like our season finale for the year. <laughs> it's like the big video at the end of the year where everybody comes together and like either we start new drama or like or wrap up old drama yeah 
And I think we've been pretty good about that every year. Yeah, and the characters also show a lot of growth and stuff, and it's really the Sangiving videos that gave me the confidence to say that this truly is a series. This is a web series, the Abuelas Family series, Um, because for a while I would just say that these are sketch comedy videos, but ultimately they're really not at this point. It's the writing that we do and the character development is really based on these characters and their lives and the drama and the their relationships with one another it's less sketch there's less formula it's there's no game really like sure we'll still do videos like that we'll still do parodies but it's really not that anymore and the reality is at least on my end i was burned out doing these like formulaic sketch type videos because uh for those of you who don't know i I started off at BuzzFeed, and Jesus Christ, uh, (laughs) I was burned out just working for these massive digital media companies like BuzzFeed and then Me Too, and then you gotta go viral, you gotta go viral, everything's about going viral, and everything has to be this formula, and everything has to be about numbers, and as someone who studied filmmaking and is a has been a storyteller for a long time i wasn't feeling satisfied it does get a little boring and i remember when i started working with you we were kind of continuing that formula of the buzzfeed thing it's like well what kind of video is this is it a moment's inventory is it a this kind of video that kind of video and it worked out well like i think we did some good videos that first year that were that fit that fit that but we made it our own but the thanksgiving one was the first one that I remember where we wrote scenes, where it, where yeah. the whole video wasn't one scene. We're like, oh, a character is there, and a character shows up, and they talk back and forth, and then that's it. This was uh, this was the first one where we had, like, the character comes in, talks to a character, something happens, the scene ends. The next scene, the character's sitting here, somebody else comes up, then the story kind of builds throughout, and that was the first one that we kind of did that. And, um, and I think at that point we kind of still did kind of individual sketch videos for a little bit, but mm-hmm. it, we kept coming back to, to, to like wanting to do like scenes and scenes and scenes. Um, and it, and it ended up feeling more like, an like an episode, more like a show, uh, to us. Um, and it allowed us to tell, more interesting stories because instead of just having like one kind of setup where it's like, we're, we're trying to like make a funny joke about the culture. And this is like, we're limited to like this very limited setup or in moments inventories videos, it is multiple scenes, but they're not like interconnected story-wise. They're just things that are happening. You know, mm-hmm. here we kind of created a little world where like Loretta was at a Thanksgiving with her Cuban family. And like, this is, this happened to her and this happened to her. It was like a moment's inventory but we told a story. So instead of it just being individual right. moments, which is, I think is how we started writing that episode was like, uh, you know, having to dress up for Thanksgiving and then having, having your tia right. take you to the kitchen and, and then your cousin, it was like all separate. And then we kind of just wrote it in a way that's like, well, what if this is just a thing that's happening throughout the night to, to this character? Yeah. Like the, our first song giving episode was exactly that, right? 
you have these scenes, but each scene had to do with uh, a cultural, um, culturally relevant moment, something that like a lot of Latinos laugh about and can relate to. And then there's like a, a thing at the end that happens. At the end, we introduced bougie ass Coral Gables, fake blonde, Tia Gloria's <laughs> goth, vegan, <laughs> um, just really out there daughter. And yeah. what people loved so much about that is that that whole year we kept teasing who Tia Gloria's daughter was. Mm -hmm. And her daughter's name is Jocelyne. We purposely gave her this super Kuanichi, Hialeah name, Yahlaini, so that people would think, oh, like, it's una Kuanita, or, or people would think, oh, maybe she's like a Chonga or something, right? But Tia Gloria, yeah. in all these different videos leading up to this big Sun Giving video, Tia Gloria was constantly talking up Jocelyne as if she was this, like, who she wishes Jocelyne could be. She's out in the Antarctic saving penguins. She's in Japan teaching kids English. She runs all these charities. She went to Yale. Que se yo. All these crazy lies. And then Jocelyne shows up unexpectedly because Tia Gloria was like, oh, she's, I forgot what good deed. I think she was out giving, feeding the homeless. Yeah. Yeah, she was doing some kind of charitable act on Thanksgiving. And then all of a sudden she shows up with a can of lentils. And everyone at the table was in shock to see what Jocelyne had become. Yeah. And that was a payoff. I think what kind of helped is that throughout that year, we were prepared to make Jocelyne kind of like, like a party girl like the opposite of everything. Like we were prepared to make Tia Gloria a liar and make Justine just like this like obnoxious party girl. And then at some point we're like, well, what if she's not? What if that's, that's what everybody's expecting? What if she's not? What if she's something else? What if she's a mm -hmm. different Latino archetype that we know? And then I think my favorite thing about this is that for the most part, Tia Gloria wasn't lying. Like she was lying somewhat. She was exaggerating, but like, Jocelyne was in Japan. She was in Japan doing her own fun stuff, but she was in Japan. Or in yeah. that episode, for example, she she says, oh, Jocelyne can't be here. She's he feeding the homeless. The can of lentils implies she was feeding the homeless. She just came home early. But the idea is that Jocelyne is a good person. It's just that Gloria was like trying to hide who she really was in terms of her like lifestyle and personality. Claro. But Jocelyne is a good person. She wasn't like this terrible person that mm -hmm, we were kind mm -hmm. of somewhat implying she was. So I think to me, that was also one of my favorite things was kind of like subverting expectations because everybody was expecting Jocelyne to be uh, this like hot mess of a of a person, uh, yes. which we should have a hot mess of a character someday. But Jocelyne is <laughs> growing up to be something else. So. But but I think that's also kind of what's fun about the Thanksgiving videos that we do, the Thanksgiving videos, is that it is really kind of like what family Thanksgivings are, which is like the, the, your aunt who keeps asking you dumb questions. 
the when some when a family member you haven't seen in years shows up and they're totally different. The everyone has that one cousin that no one knows, and that's how Primo Kevin was birthed. <laughs> like, yeah, that's that's also hilarious. Like, that's where Primo Kevin um, came into the picture in Abuela's family, and it all just it was meant to just be like a punchline, like a joke, a meme. Yeah, and people just fucking loved your character. Yeah, we have dragged <laughs> this joke. And people still love it, and I am so glad they do, of who is Primo Kevin related to. And again, it started yeah. with the first Sun Giving episode where he's literally sitting on the couch next to Loritz, and she's like, um, can I help you? And you say your now pretty famous line that people love to quote, which is, well, you say it. <laughs> no, Nobody quotes my line. Oh, you're okay. That's what's funny. I have a I have a catchphrase that I don't say myself. So the my catchphrase is "Quién carajos Kevin," but I don't say that. Maruchi says that. Well, you but but throughout the series though, you always say like, "I'm your cousin, Kevin." That's yeah. That's <laughs> and okay. then and then and then at some point later, oh. Maruchi's like, "Quién carajos Kevin." Oh, I remembered one of the reasons I wanted to record this episode because I wanted to tell this like real life primo Kevin story. Oh my God. I told you this story. Last year, I went to my sister's quinceañera. My little sister turned 15 and the quinceañera went well. She's a great dancer. She didn't have any chambalanes. It was all girls like just doing all these dances. It was amazing. At some point after all that show is done, I get up to go use the bathroom. And I come back out and I notice that people are taking pictures with my sister, which is great. And I'm thinking, oh, I wonder when it will be the family's turn. And I sit down and my <laughs> sister's husband turns to me and goes, you weren't here? And I'm like, what? It's like, you weren't here for the pictures? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh, we all just took the family pictures. You weren't here for those pictures? And I'm like, no, I was in the bathroom. Did nobody notice? And it was like the perfect, like literally, Jenny, it was like the perfect, even my sister, my older sister said, oh, this is a quien carajos Kevin moment. Nobody remembered <laughs> that you were in here. <laughs> Nobody noticed. <that> you, you, <laughs> no! <laughs> it's so, so real, we retook, though. We retook the pictures. We retook the pictures. But that was my real life quien carajos Kevin because, Jenny, nobody in my, like, my this is a big family that was there that day. Nobody at that table was like, wait a second, where's Kevin? Let's wait on the pictures. They were all just like, cheese. And <laughs> the year before, Encanto had come out. And the big thing of that is that she's left out of one of the family pictures. And I was like, oh, I'm like Maribel from Encanto. You guys just forgot about me. <laughs> this is so fucking... I'm glad you shared this story because it's like... I was talking about it recently because I shared some of my home videos in the, that I also put in the last episode that just came out yeah. about how like we all have interjected parts of our childhood, parts of our families and our cultures into the Abuelas Family series. And it's not just me. You've injected so much of your real life. Same thing with David. And I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Sometimes things feel like one dimensional if it's just one experience i think that having all of us kind of be a part of that makes it feel more full you know more of a fuller experience making my cat happy is my number one priority and fresh step out stretch litter helps me do just that 
Meet Mr. Mittens. Mitty, for short. Ah! Mitty is happiest when his litter box is clean and fresh. And Fresh Step Outstretch is amazing at absorbing waste and odor. We sure have found our common ground, haven't we? Happy cat, happy life. Ah! Find Fresh Step Outstretch at a store near you. Fresh Step is a registered trademark of the Clorox Pet Products Company. Certain trademarks used under license from the Procter & Gamble Company or its affiliates. Save big money on everything for your spring projects at Menards. We have all of your garden and landscaping essentials. Master Garden Premium Garden Soil contains a slow-release fertilizer that feeds gardens for up to nine months. It produces better results and is ready to use for all your gardening needs. Save big on Menards' great selection of garden and landscaping products. Compare brands in-store or online at Menards.com. Save big money at Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Something I was thinking about just now, and I've thought about this before, but I'm sure people wonder sometimes, why Thanksgiving? Why Thanksgiving? Because the big Latino yeah. holiday is truly Noche Buena, right? Not even Christmas. Which I think was our original idea. Yeah. Noche Buena, to me, was like the big Guanaso family time with the lechon and the Cuban food and the pachanga and then, you know... That's where most of our traditions as Latinos come from is on Noche Buena. And I'm like, <laughs> and somehow we ended up in this situation where our annual big holiday video isn't, has nothing to do with yeah. Noche Buena. In fact, I don't think we've done any Noche Buena videos, <laughs> which is insane to me. Yeah, no, and I think to me, it's become, to me, it's that's important because Noche Buena, Christmas, very Latino, very traditional. Thanksgiving is a, is a really odd holiday for children of immigrants in the United States, where it's literally yeah. like two feet and two worlds, where like immigrant parents move here, they want to kind of assimilate, they kind of want to do what the Americans are doing. Thanksgiving is 100% an American holiday. Like mm-hmm. Halloween sort of is. Like, they don't really celebrate that too much in Latin America, or at least they used to not. So that was kind of an adjustment. But, like, Thanksgiving is very much an American holiday. Um, but it's not totally American. It's not, like, 4th of July. Um, and it's, and it's again, it's, like, it's something Latinos understand. Get together with your family, cook some food, you know, have some drinks, maybe dance some a little bit. So for me, it's always, Thanksgiving's always been perfect for us because it exemplifies, like, the 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 first generation immigrant experience of like right immigrants trying to like learn how to be American and like not necessarily doing it right. Um, growing up for me, um, Thanksgiving was always a weird holiday because we had an aunt who had moved here years before my dad did. And she married an American white guy and she kind of like had more of like an Americanized household like her kids grew up speaking english that sort of stuff so we my family would go to her house for thanksgiving 
and it would be very like traditional like thanksgiving and then years later when we wouldn't go to our house we would literally my family would literally be like are we doing anything for thanksgiving and some years we would and some years we wouldn't and some years we my mom would do the turkey and some years mm-hmm. we would eat like a uh, frijol or whatever um and some years we would go out to eat and it was like a very like like not there's no no set pattern for us uh because it didn't feel like it was like for for us as an immigrant family it didn't feel like it was a set in stone like Noche buena, they, my parents knew exactly what you do for Christmas. Right. Like it's different than what Americans do, but they they knew exactly what you did for Christmas, all these other holidays. But for Thanksgiving, it was always like this weird, like different. For me, it was always different. And I think that's also kind of why in our Thanksgiving videos, every year it's different. There's a different theme. We've we've kind of now got into a point where like we can't break this pattern. Every no. Thanksgiving video takes place in a different location. Uh, it's always like somebody else's house. This year it was at a, a a cabin in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. That's exactly what I was thinking as well. I'm like, you know, it's because it really is a hyphenated experience. And it's like really interesting hearing your side of the story, Kevin, regarding Thanksgiving. It, it's fascinating because there we have so many similarities as Latinos and immigrants and children of immigrants, but it's also interesting how different because in my case my mom especially but my parents both really embraced the hella americanized <laughs> thanksgiving yeah i'm like well maybe it's a cuban thing but i'm like no because i have a bunch of cuban friends from miami who said that their parents either a refused to celebrate thanksgiving because eso es la cosa de los americanos or b they would celebrate it, but it would be basically like a prequel to Noche Buena. Like it would literally be the same shit, the same Cuban food, cajachina, the whole pachanga. Yeah. Nothing, nothing traditional about it in terms of American standards. Um, but my mom was all about it. She's like, pumpkin pie, turkey. She doesn't talk like that, but <laughs> it would be funny if she did. <laughs> But for, for me, I grew up with us celebrating Thanksgiving with my dad's side of the family. So my dad's, you know, my, my paternal grandparents. And then Noche Buena was with my abuela and abuelo, my maternal grandparents. And they're the ones that, you know, I was closer to and they, you know. But yeah, my, my abuelo Orquidia and abuelo Andres were, they didn't care. They were the Cuban Latinos who didn't give a fuck about Thanksgiving. They, they were just like, this sucks. <laughs> they hated Thanksgiving food. They thought yeah. that turkey sucked ass. It was dry. Um, they just saw there was nothing about it that they felt like was worthy of celebration. So they just stayed home watching Univision, telenovelas, que se yo. Um, and... <laughs> But we would celebrate it with my dad's side of the family. And for some reason, they embraced it, I guess. Um, but then when both of them passed away, my, my paternal grandparents passed away before my maternal grandparents by, by quite a number of years. And so then my family and I resorted to celebrating in Cracker Barrel. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because my mom was just like, fuck that. I'm not cooking <laughs> all these foods. Um is different when you're cooking 
food that you're used to, right? Like frijoles negro, arroz blanco, lechon, yuca. Like my mom loves doing that stuff. But when it came to like the turkey and the stuffing and the yeah. sweet potato pie, like that's just harder, right? It's not something that they're used to making. And so my mom's like, well, can't go wrong going to Cracker Barrel. Well, you can, I don't know yeah. how prices are now, but back then it was super cheap to have an entire Thanksgiving dinner. Um, so we would just head over to Cracker Barrel, which we did include in last year's Thanksgiving video. Yeah. I love the fact that for you guys or, or Cubans in Miami in general, going to Cracker Barrel for Thanksgiving <laughs> is what it is for like other Americans, like where they go to like a Mexican restaurant for like Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. But you're like, let's just go where they they obviously know what they're doing there. Like, right. Let's not reinvent the wheel. Let's just go like, to the Like these place. white people like, know. They know. Yeah. They know how to yeah. make biscuits and gravy. Yeah. <laughs> no, my my literal favorite thing that I that we've ever written that I think is I'm gonna say it's brilliant. Which oh I don't God. say that about necessarily about. No, I think God. this is brilliant. The whole joke about a Weta thinking that San Giving is a saint. It's saint. That it's San Giving, Saint Giving. <laughs> Larissa and Justine are arguing, and then Abuela yells at them, says, Don't ruin this holy day. And Larissa's like, What do you mean, holy day? This isn't a religious holiday. And Abuela's like, Yes, it is. It's a day of San Giving. You know, like, San is like San Francisco, <laughs> San Fernando. Like that's a that's a way you refer to a saint, and and it's done so so well. Like you did it so well, and then later when she's freaking out about the vegan, she like prays to San Giving, which is an even better joke. But I don't. I feel like that <laughs> we 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 came up with that as we were writing it, and it was like, how have we never thought of this before? And I've I've recently seen people share memes using that term, like Saint Giving. Mm -hmm. uh so i feel like it's i don't you know i i want to think it's us that our our, our <laughs> influence has influenced people but to me it's one of the funniest things we've ever written this concept of like abuela thinking that it's a religious holiday because it sounds religious for me when it comes to these videos especially because they're so fucking long i mean again they're basically short films i don't expect them to go viral that's not gonna freaking happen but there are moments that I take and I share and, and they can, you know, they go viral. For me, what matters the most are the comments from the audience. Um, and as long as people are laughing and they're requoting stuff we said, if they're appreciating a new character, if they're appreciating something that happened, even like noticing like small details, um, that's a win for me. Because it's, it's hard. Yeah. You're like, oh my God, how am I going to top the next video? And I think for the Sun Giving videos, it's less about topping them and more so just keeping up with like making sure people are just as yeah. entertained. And because people have expressed to us that they look forward to these videos every year, that they watch. It's like it's a, a tradition, tradition for them to watch, to watch with their families and friends around the holidays. And so that puts a lot of pressure on us to make sure that, they're they're gonna enjoy it um and obviously we want people to enjoy all our videos but this this one specifically is extra special and we want people to we want the payoff i like we want people to feel like they have invested their time in watching our content 
and we can we're considerate of that so we're giving them kind of what not necessarily what they want but like we are answering their questions or we're like piquing their interest i think that i think that's why people like it because we don't answer everybody's questions or we don't answer everybody's expectations but they know that we're we try hard to make it interesting we try hard to make it different every year to bring i think we were talking about it earlier where like we don't really haven't we didn't write this out but our general rules for the Thanksgiving videos is one, it's bringing the family together, a bunch of characters together Two, it's introducing new characters. And three, it's like either resolving or bringing up new drama. And yeah. we, we kind of do that. And I think people really appreciate it. And yeah, I think are the people who are fans of our videos like all the videos, but they specifically look forward to this one because they know that it's going to be like elaborate they know that it's going to have like new characters. They know that like the things that they've been like wondering about who's Kevin's mom or who's who is Maruchi's ex husband. Like we're gonna answer them. Like we're gonna pay off things. But I think most of all, to like the people who are really really big fans, I think they kind of feel this is gonna sound stupid, but they kind of feel loved <laughs> because we do we do it as like a love thing. We're like, oh, we want to make sure they they this they enjoy this. Oh, hundred percent extra care. And I think there's an element of that. The reason why it, it, it resonates with some people differently than some of the other videos is because they know that we're like specifically working really yeah. hard to make this one episode, like really special or really, you know, have it resonate with them. Um, and I don't know, it feels, I think it's, I, it, I feel like it's also probably why a lot of these folks show it during Thanksgiving because they want to be like, look, look what they made for us like this year they made another thing for us and it feels kind of special that that like we are kind of making it as a traditional thing that we like we do this every year you know well yeah i mean i hope those of you who are fans of our abuelas family series i hope that this was like a cool little behind the scenes dissection uh between me and kevin who are responsible for these videos <laughs> um you know, and for those of you who are just fans of me and Joanna or don't really know about the Abuelas Family series, like, hopefully this has piqued your interest. And if you want to check it out, I have all the Sun Giving episodes, including our feature length, um, at the very top of my playlist on YouTube. Uh, so if you go to youtube.com slash Jenny Lorenzo, it'll be right at the top. And you'll also see our latest Sun Giving 2023 episode uh which we premiered a few days ago so a few days ago you know we're just yeah. in time for thanksgiving just in time just in yeah time. that's that's why i was busting my butt to get it edited in time yeah because there's no you know <laughs> we want people to be able to watch it with their families the week of well jenny i hope that you have a nice thanksgiving tomorrow you too caring uh, and um, uh, Joanna is uh, having a very traditional Thanksgiving <laughs> trip to uh, Mexico City, which is Thanksgiving Central, I think, right? That's, no, that's like yeah. the main holiday Absolutely. that they celebrate there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, hopefully, I have to, we're finishing this. This is Thanksgiving Eve, and I'm going to edit it now and then upload it so it's ready for Thanksgiving Day. And hopefully I'll get up in time because I want to go to the Thanksgiving Day Parade for Macy's. Well, literally two days ago, Kevin's like, I just need to see like one glow and I'm good. Just one, just one glow.
Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support anytime you don't have to hide how you feel